Welcome everybody to another episode of WWTA, what we're talking about. That's right, the podcast about what we're talking about out here at Life Source Adventist Fellowship in the beautiful city of Denver, Colorado. It is gorgeous out there it right now, It is fantastic. Danny. It is fantastic. I rode my bike in and I was so happy uh, when the weather gets like it is right now. Mm-hmm. So the trees are blooming. I spent all day outside doing yard work, gardening, in our community garden. You and your green thumb. No, I can't grow a darn thing. <laughs> I, I can't. But so so. But I decided that because we have a community garden here on our campus, and we have thirty something plots, and they're all taken by like people that don't go to church here. I figured Love if that. I'm gonna hang out and get to know some of those people, I need a plot. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but. That's okay. Way to plot it out. Plot it. Ah, see what I did there? I totally see what you did there. Uh, I also have to say that that it creeps me out a little bit being in my office because my girls have come in here and they have put smiley faces on some trout pictures that I have. And they look really creepy. That is awesome. On those and then on these pictures over here too. And of like my like great uncle and, <laughs> and, and uh, anyways, it's just a little creepy right now. But, I love it. Uh, but the windows are open. It's beautiful outside. We have a beautiful view here of our parking lot. <laughs> 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 I'm looking at Timmy's car right now. So yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it, so, it's still running. That's all. I, that's all I require from a car. That's all. That, we probably have combined the two of us. Probably have the crappiest vehicles of any pastoral staff in this country. I hope so. That'd be almost something to strive for. High five. High five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're proud of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this week, uh, this week we're going to bring this podcast to you sponsored by Day Camp once again because... I'm amped. Yeah. I'm amped up too because that's the theme. Uh, amped is the theme this year. It runs June 4 through 8 from 8.30 in the morning to 4.30 in the afternoon for ages 5 to 11 and it is a phenomenal morning every day filled with music, crafts, games, lots of laughing and moving and learning about Jesus. And every afternoon is filled with really neat trips. One of the things that I'm excited about this year, there's this, this new aquarium opening here near the church. And we're going to go check it out within a week of it actually opening. And uh, so that's pretty cool. So hopefully the fish are still alive. That's right. That's right. It should be nice. It'll be some of the cleanest that aquarium will ever be. Will ever be. Yeah. So it's going to be great. Don't miss out. You'll want to sign up. You can sign up at the app or just search Facebook for the LAF Day Camp uh, is a good way to do it. Or bit.do forward slash laughcamp18. That's good. That's good. You can connect with us in a bunch of different ways. Twitter. At Laugh Denver, L-A-F Denver. You can give us some feedback, comments, questions, whatnot. You can also text us at 720-507-6599. You can also, if you're old school, send us an email at wwta at dot so anyways yeah feel free to shoot us any any thoughts comments ideas or whatnot about our uh podcast so dan you continued this week the uh the the short stories series and you ended up talking about the rich young ruler and i'm gonna have you break that down for a 
for a minute here because uh, I was once again not here. <laughs> I don't know, Tim. I'm so disappointed you're never around anymore. I miss you. I'm just trying to break you into it slowly. And you know what? Um, my QSAP music. <laughs> I, you know, I guess I appreciate the fact that you're trying to break me in slowly into your absence from our faith community by finding weekends here and there to be absent so that I can get used to not seeing your face yeah. around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all part of my plot. My achy, breaky <laughs> heart just <laughs> loses some of its life <laughs> second by second. Uh, anyways, yes, you weren't here, but you were stuck in a traffic jam in Atlanta. I so was. So we tuned in and got a good chunk of your message, actually. A but, good chunk. Uh, for those that haven't, um, that haven't had the chance to listen yet and weren't here, uh, you could go to iTunes and listen. You could jump on the app, the Life Source Adventist Fellowship app, uh, on iTunes and Google Play. Um, Vimeo and go to our, Vimeo, Vimeo, our website. Vimeo, it's website. probably the easiest way to. A if you're lot of ways to yeah. catch up. But if you haven't yet, slackers, yeah. then uh, slackers. Tell us. We love you, slackers. <laughs> tell us what what. Uh, it's the rich it young ruler. I mean, like, how many ways can you like package that thing? You know, apparently a lot. Because you packaged it in a, in a unique way that I hadn't heard before. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, you know, this, this whole idea of, which I found fascinating. You know, at one point I got a little distracted because I was like, huh, what's the first question in the Bible? And, of course, the first question in the Bible is, you know, actually the devil's asking a question. We could actually go back and say questions are evil because they had their origin origin with <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Improv would agree with you. We don't allow questions on stage. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Why not? Uh, because, uh, so like in improv, and maybe this will tie in. We'll, I, we'll I see. Just, let's, we'll let's tie it that's, in. That's, um, yeah. So when I'm on stage and we're interacting and we're discovering a story together, if I ask a question, I'm demanding information of you. Rather but than if giving. I give a statement, then that's a gift of more information that we're discovering together. And so it builds is, a scene. Yeah. Okay. So improv is built on giving gifts to one another. Correct. Correct. Uh, I, I think that can tie in, giving gifts to one another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. So. That's awesome. So, so anyways, I went like, uh, you know, it's like the first question is obviously from the snake in the tree that says, did God really say not to eat of the tree, of the fruit of the tree in the garden? Um, and then I thought... Because this is what we do when we're like putting talks together. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what the last question in the Bible is and how they connect to each other. Because I'm sure it's going to blow my mind. And we're going to be able to see, see how the first question and the last question connect. They don't. No? I mean, the last question in the, the Bible is, is pretty boring. I can't remember what it is. That's how memorable it was. Oh, my. I looked at it. I'm like, really? I'm like, I got nothing to work with there. So I didn't try to make any connection there. Well. So, but I did find out there's about 3,200 to 3,300 questions in the Bible, depending on which version of the Bible you use. That, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Greek and Hebrew don't have question marks. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, this, this rich young person, evidently, the Bible calls him rich young ruler, uh, approaches Jesus and says, what, what must I do to uh, 
to inherit eternal life. And Jesus, well, you know, like keep the commandments, uh, you know, honor your mom and dad, don't murder, and mentions a few, and the original ruler says, hey, I'm good. Um, I've done that all my life. And Jesus says, okay, then one thing you lack. And it's interesting, Jesus said just one thing, not two things or three things. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't know why he just mentioned one thing. Maybe, well, obviously, Jesus knows. But um, he says, one thing you lack is, you know, sell what you have and give it to the poor and follow me. And then he says that the rich, young ruler person went away sad because he had many possessions. Uh, and we just kind of stop there. Jesus goes on this little thing talking about the rich afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, of that conversation and how difficult it is for a rich person. Um, and we kind of brought that in a little bit afterwards. But um, the idea was that this rich young man asked the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then obviously for us, I think all of us, most of us have a different idea of what that looks. What is that? Mm-hmm. Know, eternal life. Yeah. Uh, what is the question he is asking? Yeah, I have a lot of questions just about maybe not thirty two hundred, but uh, about <laughs> this story in that uh, you know what was he a ruler of, right? Um, you know how is it that he inherit this money and he's looking to like he uses the word inherit. How do I inherit? Mm-hmm. Not get or you know how like. Why does he choose to say inherit? Inherit, right? You know, because um, you have you have the thief on the cross as well. That the the, the kind of, and I didn't even get into that. You know, he kind of asked the same question as well, or it's the same petition. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for him there was nothing, there was nothing for him to do. Right. Yeah. He asked the question. Jesus, is like, cool. <laughs> you know, it's like you're in. <laughs> you know, that simple. Right. Um, but but one of the things that I learned, obviously, is that, and, and we talked about this before, is that the Hebrew thinking is different than our thinking. Right. And so for this guy, when he asked, how do I inherit eternal life? He was probably asking a different question. It, not, not a different question, but, but the meaning behind the question was probably different than how we would ask that question. Correct. Because in the Hebrew mind, the eternal life was not necessarily the thing that we look at, you know, how do I make sure that I live eternally after I die? That's, that's how we take it. That's how we take it. Um, but for him, it was more like, how can I begin to live my life in a way that has eternal consequences? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And, and, and and if you ask it that way, that, then Jesus' answer makes a lot more sense, too. It does. Because it's fascinating how you can live by the law and not impact anyone. Yeah. It only impacts you. Which is the problem with the focus on the law instead of the focus on what Jesus summed up the law into, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got back from uh, the Orange Conference out in Atlanta where we spent four days, three days, talking just about the next generation and what legacy will 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 leave for them? And the theme there was was one voice. What we do together, uh, we can do more together. Is basically the theme of it. We can right. do more together. And you know, and, and uh, Reggie Joyner, who I love, you know, stands up on stage and says, you know, that 
the next generation will decide whether God is true or, and real by how we treat each other. You know, there there was there was a unity quote that came through Twitter from Orange that that just uh, I just absolutely love and I can't recall right off the top of my head what it was, but some fantastic stuff that came through. Uh huh. Yeah, there, there's a, a, a lot of stuff that applies to our specific faith tradition in Adventism. Yes, I thought it was like oh oh, there's another one. Yes, <laughs> that's for sure. There was there's like speaker after speaker, you know, and that's just what Orange Conference does. They they they're more inspiring than any anything I've gone to, um, consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but 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 that idea of impacting the next generation of having eternal consequences, you know, of having an eternal lifestyle, um, obeying the law doesn't do any of that. And I think it's one of the reasons, you know, one of the reasons why I think this great strong ruler asked Jesus, okay, what else he had to do because, is because Jesus had been setting up the stage for this. You know, we talked about it briefly, the idea that in Matthew 5, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus continually says, you've heard it say, but I tell you. Mm-hmm. And he would like quote a part of the law and then he would expand on it and say, like, okay, here's the law, but then here's what you got to do. Okay, so right. here's the law, and then I'm going to raise the standard. I'm going to raise the stake a little bit more, you know. So it's quite possible this kid is saying, okay, I've done that. What would Jesus say? It's the next thing, you know. And, and it, it, okay, going back to improv. I don't know how we end up, I always end up going back into improv, but <laughs> I don't know. But um, I ran into a, a statement as I was reading this week on this story, and somebody said it that, that, that what Jesus was saying is like, yes and more. <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, when he was talking about, you know, uh, living our lives in the context of the law and, and, and practicality, that Jesus was saying yes and more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so which is kind of an improv, you know. Yeah, absolutely, concept. absolutely. Um, you know, I think you because yeah, you want to build. That's what yes and is for yes is and. to build onto. Right. Yeah. Um, so so it was almost as if this young man was saying, you know, I understand that Jesus would probably have something else besides the law thing, and says what else? So it was probably stimulated. I mean, that question was just stimulated by Jesus' teaching mm-hmm. that says it's not just this. But then, but also this. But 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 it's also, it's also, uh, this thing. Um, now the story doesn't necessarily have a, a happy ending. It's it's one of those stories that really doesn't have a happy ending. Kind of unresolved. It's unresolved. I, I think there was a lot of questions after that from a lot of people. Um, but but I ended up going into into this this thing, which is a little weird for me to be honest with you, uh, into the story of the ten lepers that Jesus healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a story that Luke talks about, and as Jesus is walking, there's these ten lepers, and they're like, hey, son of man, you know, have mercy on us, and Jesus is all right, you know, like, uh, I gotcha. Go back and show yourselves to the priest, which is something they have to do at the time, you know, to be declared clean, and it says that as they went, they were healed, which is an interesting, you know, phrase. Um but after that, the story says that only one of them uh, came back hmm. to say thank you to Jesus. Right. Okay. Now, what's the connection between this and the Rachel and Ruler story? 
Um, I don't know that there's a really strong connection, but here's the thing, okay? Um, nine of those lepers, they didn't necessarily want Jesus. They just didn't want leprosy. Right. I think that's a strong tie. Okay. Yeah, that's that's powerful. <laughs> I like that. So, so what was the rich young ruler really asking? You know, what was it that he wanted? It's obvious he didn't want Jesus. Right. Because Jesus says, and, then, and follow me. I mean, that's, that's the strong call there. I'm like, if yeah. you want to be a Jesus follower, this is what you got to do. So what was it that the rich young ruler really wanted when he was asking for eternal, mm. or eternal life? You know? Wow. Yeah. And, and I think when you tie that back with last week's message mm -hmm. of, you know, who loves greater because who's been forgiven more. Mm -hmm. And this idea of gratitude is almost the polar opposite. You have gratitude for, for forgiveness. And on this side, you have gratitude for blessing and a purpose for blessing. Yeah. You know, but I, I feel like initially that, that, that it's gratitude that drives both perspectives, you know? Yeah. And so, and here's the thing too. It's like churches, for the most part, I think we've done a pretty good job at promoting the idea that you can live leprosy free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so, so we've become a, a faith community. You know, the Christian church. In that, you know, um, I'm not necessarily going to sell Jesus, but I'm going to sell the avoidance of certain things that are right. bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Dallas Willard calls it the gospel of sin management. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, in fact, he has this great quote that I have, has always stuck with me, and he says, too many Christians today are like vampires. All they want Jesus for is his blood. <laughs> Bam! Mic drop. <laughs> right. I mean, and you can kind of see that in the, this rich young ruler. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no, I want I don't want you, I want what I can get out of you. Right. I don't want relationship, I want to use you. And that's kind of what it ends up being. For my own means. You know, and it, it's this this idea is like, you know, to put it in specific, you know, Christian terms, you know, um we just we necessarily don't want Jesus, we just don't want hell. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, so how can I avoid hell is then then that dictates the way that we live life. Correct. And I think I think that's why on the flip side that it's the mission that Jesus preached that the kingdom of God is at hand, that bringing the kingdom of God into a reality around us that missional call is what really unites. That we're all like, like when you're a follower of Jesus, it means you have a mission. I, I, I talked to, I talked to uh, uh, a friend of mine who's a, a really successful business guy recently. And, uh, you know, he, he's really successful, really knows his stuff when it comes to, to business and real estate and all of that. And at the same time, he's, ridiculously passionate about the church um 
and he said, he said, one of his favorite things to do is to talk to people that are successful in business and say, do you know why you're successful? There's one reason and one reason alone, because we're all called to the same calling. We're all called to the same mission. You're successful in order to bless this mission. That is the sole purpose of your blessing. <laughs> and, and, so, and, and that's, that struck me. It's like, you know, do we have, you know, if you're, if you're a, you know, a janitor or a doctor, do you still have this single-mindedness, this missional focus that whatever position, whatever place, whatever circumstance that like you've been placed in or you found yourself in, that there's this one single missional focus and that's to love people into a relationship with Jesus and to find ways to expand the kingdom of God. Yeah, and I think I think this story a lot of times ends up disconnecting from a lot of us because our default is to say, well, I'm not rich. Right. We we keep it about us. We keep it about not having leprosy. <laughs> right? Which is totally like exactly what Jesus was saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'm not rich, you know? And so so we end up kind of defaulting to that and almost almost look at this whole story as to, okay, no, this story is really good for that dude over there. Right. Or that family. Or that person. You know. Um, which is so typical. Yeah. Of us humans to look at a story or something, I'll always be like, you know who really needs to hear that message? <laughs> oh, if only such and such would be here. I hear it all the time, okay? I get this all the time where somebody will be like, oh, I have somebody that needs to listen to this message. Where can they find it? <laughs> you know? So it's... It's it so human nature. This <laughs> Literally this morning while I'm driving to the office, like my son's in the back seat and he's like, daddy, look at my cute face. So he gives me this, like this, knock your socks off, make your heart melt, just little pouty, you know, makes Puss in Boots little face look like nothing, you know. It just floors me. I was like, oh, that is adorable, buddy, you know. Look and, at my cute face. And, and, and then his following words are, sissy's face isn't that cute. <laughs> That's right? the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> so, so at, at five years old... He's already comparing. Mm -hmm. He's already like, this is me, but they're not as good, or they're better, yeah. and I'm not as good. Like, yeah. there's there's all sorts of comparison, and, and, and like Jesus' message, on, it sounds to me, is, is, is very much, in the end, you need to stop making it about you. Right. Well, and, and so we kind of end up there. Um, I mean, we, we transitioned in the story to, to this whole idea of, you know, Paul writes to Timothy and, and basically tells Timothy um, to be rich in deeds. You know, like he's writing to the Christian church mm -hmm. and saying, you know, be rich in deeds. Um, so that the story of this rich young ruler is not about money. We know that. Um, but it's about that sacrificial thing that is not about us but it's about other people mm -hmm. 
And, you know, like our, our takeaway was do good for those that can't or will never do anything good for you. Mm. Okay. Um, how, how do we get to that point where, um, where we actually end up doing good? And, and I think, you know, for the rich young ruler, following the commandments and following the law brought, brought a certain um, status, okay, for him yeah. within his culture. Um, I mean, like the most pious people at the time, you know, were well respected, you know, mm-hmm. because, oh, you know, and, and a lot of times these people had a lot of money. You know, um, and so this piety was was something that 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 was really, I mean, it was affirming for him. It it, it brought him kind of like you know ah, I feel good you know was, right you know but but giving his money away, there was no compensation for him whatsoever in that right when it came from other people. I mean, like there was nothing to like nobody at that time was going to say ah look at that guy <laughs> giving his money away. Right. Yeah, that that wasn't going to happen. You know, so there was he wasn't going to get anything out of it. Right. Um, you know. So so how do we become a faith community where we understand that it's not about money, it's not about, you know, like the size of the bank account, but this idea of, you know, doing stuff for for others who will never be able to do anything for us, including including Maybe joining our church, right? you know, I was at a meeting the other day when somebody was talking about like, you know, it'd be great if we did things that, uh, you know, like without a motive, I was like, duh, <laughs> you know, just to, just cause it's the right thing to do. I was like, duh. And then I heard the statement the other day from a person that, that we both like, and I won't say the name cause you know. I heard a statement the other day. I I was I was uh, eavesdropping in a conversation by accident. It was not like I was doing it on purpose. I was just walking by and I heard these these two ladies talking to one another, and one just made the statement to the other one that just made me laugh. And she was like, and she wasn't talking about this other lady. She was talking about another group of people that uh-huh. says, "Don't make my neighbors your service project." Uh, absolutely absolutely yeah so i'm i'm reading bob goff's newest book Mm -hmm. that just came out last week it's called everybody always And if you're listening to this podcast that's the next thing you need to listen to you can pick it up on audible and since you like listening to things like this podcast then you're gonna love that book in the book bob talks about this tsa agent um that he met uh older guy that that no, Bob flies like basically every day because <laughs> he always tries to be home for dinner. Uh, and so if you know or have read any follow Bob at all, like he tries to be home for dinner every night. So he'll try and fly out after dinner or fly out in the morning, whatever. Like, so he flies a lot when you have that kind of right, yeah, core belief. Um, and so it was fascinating because, um, he talks about this TSA agent and, and and the smile and the questions the TSA agent would ask. And he said he said over the over three years or something like that, over a couple of years, he's built a relationship with this TA, TSA agent three minutes at a time. <laughs> <laughs> three minutes at a time. Three minutes at a time. Yeah. You know? Um 
and uh, you know at one point they ended up doing christmas together and all sorts of things you know yeah but but bob's thing was that in the end he didn't get anything out of anybody in line and yet he was giving something and and, and the and the way that, that bob words it is is that when you're becoming love you don't need anything in return hmm. when you're becoming love you do it becomes it because it becomes natural. It becomes what love does. It becomes the the stance you take towards others because you were you were love towards them. Um, and and I really, uh, I'm telling you, like I loved his first book. I love this book like even more. Even more. No, I love that whole concept but, because, un- unfortunately, I would say that most churches, as they currently exist in Western you know, Christianity, American Christianity, um, regardless of faith, tradition, you know, denomination, whatever you want to call it, seems like there's always a motive behind what we do. Even if the motive is just to make us feel good about the good that we did. Right. You know, um, and so how do you get to a point where, like, when you're becoming love, is that what he says? When you yeah. become love, you don't expect anything in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so how do we get to that? You know, what it's... That was fantastic. The adventure of becoming love to someone else. The adventure of being interested and fascinated with those around you. The adventure... Uh, he calls it whimsy often in his, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whimsy of, of how God... And that that's where God's at. Like, God's right there just saying, yeah. Yeah, I, I made that person. I'm so glad you've taken the time to love and, and explore who they are. So 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 it could be that it could be that, you know, circling back around that the rich young ruler was just asking Jesus, Hey, uh, how do I skip hell? <laughs> you know, that could have mm-hmm. been the question, how do I skip hell? Right. You know. And Jesus said, Become love. Yeah. And that was too much for him. Yeah, like, what's preventing you? And for the rich young ruler, it was money. And Jesus says, yeah, it's money for some people. And, and because material things are a hard thing to leave behind. Um, but I think for others of us, um, it, it's fear of various things. Maybe fear of rejection. Maybe fear of, of failure. Fear of, you know of whatever else but but what is it that's preventing us from becoming love um, you know and can you let that go can you give that to Jesus can you can you leave it behind to follow it you know right I think that's a strong message it is it is hey uh, this next week we're gonna talk about burning down barns how's that barn burners Barn burners. That's what's happening. The roof Next is on story. fire. Yeah. <laughs> the roof. <laughs> uh, so that's what's going to happen. And hey, hey, you know, speaking of next week, uh, also after our church service uh, here, we're going to go on a picnic. So it's like our Cinco de Mayo uh, picnic. I am going to wear a Mexican shirt this week. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. What's a Mexican shirt? I like don't made really, in Mexico? I, I think so. I have some very good dear Mexican friends that brought me a shirt from Mexico. 
okay. like a long time ago, uh-huh. and I've never worn it. I'm going to wear it for church this week. It's bright, like a bright, like an orange-reddish okay. thingy. All right. Like so, green, red, and white are the Mexican flag colors, green, right? Green, red, and white, correct. Yeah. So All this right. is kind of like a like a, like a very like bright red, almost. It's so bright, it's almost orange. Green, red, and white to match Danny to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, bring a picnic, because um, we're all bringing picnics, and then we're going to hang out, and hopefully it's beautiful as it is today. So that's awesome. what's happening this coming up weekend. And we'd love it if you would take some time to write a review um that allows other people to find us on itunes so if you take some time and write a review we'd be really grateful for that um what else anything else we got we're done i think that's it thanks so much to tyson haynes who composed the our intro music and who at times often uh, edits our podcast yes so very thankful for him and uh, thanks to all of you for listening without you we We'd probably still do this because yeah. we just like talking to each other, but it'd be less interesting. It would be less interesting. <laughs> Anyways, have a great week and weekend, everybody. All right, we'll see you later. Bye.